0: After a quick and strange side trip, Octavia and Carhoon are back on track and headed into the frozen wastes. Will they find the Yapi Will their trade offerings be sufficient? And if Octavia is an Asimar, will this make her a snow angel? Welcome to me, my spouse and a die.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and Adai. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair.
0: And I'm Austin, your resident dungeon master.
1: Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, in her adventures in the continent of Mawir, a land that has been ravaged with a war with monsters for the last 15 years. So this is our first time recording in the same room.
0: Well, well, where we could see each other. Exactly.
1: Recording in the in the same room asterisk. asterisk where we'll see yeah. each other. Um so we have we have some new what dynamic mics. Mm-hmm. And we are able to actually be at the same table, which is really exciting because oh. before we were either in different rooms in different states or separated by a <laughs> big old comforter that we hung across my little studio in DC to try to separate our audio. It wasn't the it was a decent setup for the couple sessions that it was, yeah. but this is this is interesting and different. This I'm is excited. more
0: ideal. So.
1: Yeah. It's weird to see your face.
0: <laughs> Gross.
1: I know, right? Uh You
0: disgusting.
1: <laughs> How dare I see your visage.
0: I know people love audacity because it's free, but audacity is sometimes a really garbage program (laughs) (laughs) so everyone who uses audacity you can do better man no offense to audacity thank you for your support um
1: sponsored by audacity not really that'd be cool they need a new icon too i'm like is it still 2007 like that's my main thing whenever i open it every literally every time i open it i feel like i'm opening runescape again by hey, the way a, that it like open the way it loads up
0: but you know what it is free it's a headphone with little waveform.
1: I, I mean i know so what it is
0: it does what it needs to do
1: it, it, it does it's it's true it is true and it is also free so
0: enough about audio woes this should be good I'm not using Audacity right now, by the way. I installed Reaper instead. Regardless. Hello. Hello, my How love. How you doing?
1: I'm doing well. What you drinking? Tell us about what you're drinking. It's
0: a cider, a hopped grapefruit cider called Nother Mother. I don't know why. From the Supreme Core, <laughs> which ah, is a cider oh, oh. place in Washington, D.C., which is pretty cute. Um... It's six and a half percent,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is actually impressive for a cider because most true. of the time they're, you know, light, really light low, stuff. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. I'm not a huge fan of grapefruit, but
1: it was it was my prodding that had us get the grapefruit one. Yeah.
0: I'm, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of cider in general, but this
1: yeah, isn't so
2: bad. This isn't bad.
0: I don't think uh, my friends listen to this podcast, but uh, <laughs> cider is not. Cider is not beer, and if you only drink cider, you're missing out. I have friends who only drink like Angry Orchard, and that's it. And I can't stand the stuff because it's so it's Plainly way too sweet. it's way too sweet. Yeah. Well, that's why it's when way I too sugary. saw oh this
1: grapefruit one, if I have to drink a cider, I'm like I more lean towards the the grapefruits or some of the more like acidic, some of the more like bitter fruits mm-hmm. because even just the natural sugars in in pear and apple just at least for me, make it kind of not really even palatable type of thing.
0: I prefer dark beer. Mm -hmm. The darker, the better, unless I'm on a beach and then Coronas are cool.
1: Mm -hmm. Sometimes I like to drink Coronas even if I'm not on the beach because they remind me of the beach. That's true. So if I'm feeling like sometimes even in the depths of winter, I'm like, I could just drink a Corona and then turn the heat up really high. Like, really, really high, because usually we're in Pittsburgh winters, and for the last couple of years, we've been in a really old house where the heat just leaked out of the building.
0: Uh, See, winters are the best time to not drink light beers.
1: Right. But sometimes in the winter in Pittsburgh, I'm like, well, I would rather be on a beach, so I'm doing everything to try to evoke beach. You
0: gotta embrace it. Embrace the cold. Embrace the snow. Which... Brings us back to where we are because you're headed up to the snowy winterlands of hey, the north.
1: Perfect segue.
0: Perfect segue. Just trying to think of a segue like the two-wheeled vehicle joke, but...
1: Oh, we could have... We could have I'm not very of, funny. We could have done a lot of DC segue. There are so many dc segway tours yeah. that are just amazing and you just see a bunch of people and they all have the same colored helmets on and they're usually like neon green or like bright orange and there's someone in charge with their little microphone segways are in.
0: super dorky but they're super fun
1: i've never ridden on a segway
0: i wrote a segway once um it was like at an it was at uh, was that geneva? yeah it was at geneva they did like a inter, oh, what's the word like a uh, orientation mm. like street fair and one of the things was a segue tour granted it was a tour around the campus which i knew <laughs> already It's <laughs>
1: also not that big so
0: it's not like you you didn't go on it to see the sites but it was just like hey you can ride a segue around campus for a couple minutes. So I did it <laughs> and it was fun. Segways are segways are super cool. How did the
1: seg- how did they tackle the hills? Did they do okay on the hills? They
0: didn't do they didn't really do the hills. Oh, okay. It was just like the long or oh, old main. main basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, segues are fun. I enjoy a good segue. I feel like they've kind of fallen out of pop culture because they were a fad a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and then everyone no one and then hoverboards became a thing, which are Infinitely worse.
1: DC is just like a cesspool of all of the most inconvenient, like pseudo transportation options for like quasi pedestrians. And
0: scooters are great.
1: Right. So, I mean, like (laughs) the number of times that I've almost been mowed down by, you know, the motorized scooters or those motorized, like Mm -hmm. one are the hoverboards, those one wheel things?
0: No, hoverboards are basically the Segway without the handles okay it's It's just like the board with two wheels what
1: are what are the i have no idea those ones that are just the one wheel in between i don't know what they're
0: called i've seen them driving around pittsburgh on the roads on like streets where cars drive yeah it's insane
1: well they're all over dc too but and then they you know if they're in the road they're in the road and then if they're on the sidewalk they're on the sidewalk and it's it is madness i
0: get nervous when there are only two wheels on the road but when you just one. have like one, yeah. what are you doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I get nervous when I ride a motorized scooter. Harkening <laughs> back like to the fact scooters. that I'm unable to ice skate or rollerblade.
0: I introduced my boss and uh, my coworker to the motorized scooters. I don't Did know if you, they, I don't you know if didn't they tell me that. I don't know if they used them, but I, I informed them like, yeah, there's these scooters, and this is how you you work them. And yeah, I, I rode them back to my Airbnb a few times. I was at a conference in Denver and they had the little scooters and I used them to get I didn't stay in the hotel where everyone else was staying I was in an Airbnb a couple like a 10-20 minute walk away so I used scooters to get to and from and they hadn't they That's they rude. didn't know what they were so I was like well yeah. they're
1: not really in Pittsburgh so. I also
0: explained to my coworker what furries were <laughs> Well, so that was fun.
1: <laughs> I was—it was sad because I was imagining you and your boss and your coworkers all scootering together with like this, no. like epic music behind no. you.
0: That would have been interesting, and, but they were both in the hotel. Uh, okay, and welcome to Scooter Cast.
1: <laughs> Avant-garde transportation, 2019.
0: We should probably play some D and
1: D. Durn durn durn. Well, a re segue after we segwayed away. I from know your I had a good segue. Segues. I had a great segue, <laughs> and then
0: we talked about segways.
1: <laughs> well, you brought up actual segways, so yeah, I know you de your own segue via segways. <laughs>
0: anyway, <laughs> come you guys, to my
1: stand up night.
0: You anyway.
2: <laughs> no one should.
0: We're working on our type five. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, about segways. <laughs> segways! What's up with segways? Ah, <laughs> oh, you just had an interesting encounter with a dwarf whose name you never got.
1: hmm But we dubbed him Dandelion so that we could refer to him.
0: Interestingly, the first two letters are the same regardless.
2: Really? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Oh. I'm
0: not going to tell you the full name, though, oh, because you didn't yeah. earn it. Man. There, oh, there was much more if things had gone differently yep. things could have gone a much different different route but um, yes so you had an interesting encounter with this mysterious camouflaged dwarf who led you to the edge of his territory and disappeared and then you guys bedded down for the night and mm-hmm. awoke the next morning so you guys are sitting along the banks of the Pelennel River which mm-hmm. stretches into the northern reaches the water is bubbling pleasantly to your side, the birds are chirping and the grasses are swaying gently in the breeze as you wake in the morning and decide what to do from there.
1: Do we just kind of wake when the dawn, you know, the sun starts to rise and we
2: <laughs>
1: Does Dandelion just like show up with his little like
0: horn? Oh no, you're never gonna see him again.
1: It's just like some squirrel with one. (laughs) Um, So, uh, assuming that we kind of wake up at the normal, you know, a little bit after sunrise um, type of thing.
0: There's like whenever she's talking or I'm sure whenever I'm talking for a while and uh, (laughs) (laughs) when we were in the the presence, like we couldn't see each other. Yeah, like when you're when you're talking, I'm listening. But I might also be, you know, cracking my neck. Or
1: <laughs> You just cracked his neck making- like really hard and made this like really surprised face. And <laughs> I'm just across the table trying to be like, This is what we do and then I look over and he's like like has this weird grimace of like
0: <laughs> Yeah.
2: So pain, so.
0: I mean, there's stuff going on. Anyway, okay, you so- wake up. This is gonna be inter- this is gonna be a work in progress, guys. It's okay. a new era. What episode is this? 33? 33.
1: 32? 33. Are
0: you sure? Yeah. Okay. We can make faces <laughs> at each other now.
1: And I laugh really easily, so it's if he makes any face I will laugh. I used to get in trouble when I was a kid because my sister would make faces at me at the uh, dinner table and my parents would yell at me for just like laughing in the middle of like a conversation and then my sister would like stop making the face. And then I would get in trouble because for being loud. Of course. All right. So, anyway, we wake up. We wake up. Um, we're, uh, you know, abutting the Pelinal River. And mm-hmm. so, um, with the knowledge that we have, we'll start heading north. Because unless we've gotten some other intel from Karastis or Fulimis, um. We need to head east till we hit the Pelinal River and then head north, so we will... To north we go.
0: North, north, north. North by north, north. But before You're not going west, it's just north.
1: But before we head out, um, Octavia will turn to Carhoon again and be like, you know, before we start heading further north, just wanted to make sure that, you know, uh, we had talked about potentially sending some sort of messenger to Illustria again before we start heading where it would get too far just want to you know triple check and make sure that you didn't want to send a message to m- doesn't even have to be a family member but maybe even a professor or you know just if someone's worrying about you
0: I don't think anyone is worrying about me right now
1: Okay well
0: appreciate just, the offer but Yeah, absolutely. I'm good.
1: And so we will head
2: north.
0: Now you guys head north following the with the river on your right, right. as your guide. Following it up, 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 as the vision you were given implied, you travel throughout the day, and again, the grasslands continue waving gently on either side. You maybe see another few small animals, maybe some deer in the in the distance, but uh it's generally devoid of anything mm. of interest except for some wildlife
1: and we don't see any more of those weird orc uh like scare orcs, do we
0: no, okay, no. He led you out of the, uh, the territory.
1: So we could basically assume that Dandelion was the one who like made all of those type
0: of things. Yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you need to assume. That's pretty. That was strongly <laughs> implied. Yes. Okay. Just wants to live alone and not deal with anybody. Well. So you continue north. Day comes and goes without much okay. uh, of interest. As to be expected, there's really not anything up north. Right. Nothing really. There's uh, just snowy wastes to to greet you. So you continue traveling and I'm not going to go through a day by day process because that would just take a long time. Who wants to deal with that? Uh, So you travel and the, the hours turn into days and you continue making your way without really seeing too much of interest again just maybe wildlife mm-hmm, a couple mm-hmm. weird trees maybe an interesting rock every now and then but if we see
1: anything particularly interesting like rock wise or mushroom wise octavia will probably like pick it up as just another thing to trade
0: roll a nature survival True. survival survival
1: octavia rolls a 2 I did roll a two. Hey!
2: hey,
1: hey. (laughs) Look at me go. Um, Please don't jinx me like that in the future.
0: (laughs) I'm going to do that every time.
1: That's crazy. Uh, For a total of five.
0: total of five. Yeah, you don't really see much. There's some grasses and sedges and various plant life, Mm -hmm. but nothing. Nothing out of the ordinary or it's, weird.
1: It's like you find a shiny rock and you're like excited for it to be shiny, but you realize later on that it's actually just wet and then it dries off and it just looks like a normal stone. Definitely picked some of those up when I was a kid and I was like, oh, I found something special and it was just mm-hmm. a rock.
0: Well, rocks are special. Yeah. Rocks are
1: unique. I can I get your friend?
2: Sure. <laughs> rocks.
0: <laughs> I never had a pet rock. Me
2: neither. Technically. I think at some point I
0: did because it was, I, I had a rock that was like painted blue and had googly eyes on it.
1: Was this a hand-me-down from one of your brothers?
0: No, I made it. I, I never treated it like a pet rock, but I think it was some, like, maybe, like, preschool or kindergarten <laughs> project where, like, make a pet rock. I remember that. I used it as a doorstop for years.
2: <laughs> oh, poor little guy. What was its name?
0: And it was a rock. It didn't have a name.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if it's your pet, it could have a name. No, it,
0: it wasn't my pet, though. It was just a rock.
1: Oh, okay. Just Rocky. That friend. was painted
0: blue with googly eyes on it.
2: Anyway, <laughs> you, you continue go.
0: north, and the days go by. Um, your your trek takes several days. I mean, you're you're going a long ways, and the river just keeps rushing by, okay. and you're greeted with nothing but animals who scamper away mm-hmm, when you mm-hmm. come into earshot, and uh, relatively desolate grasslands.
1: So, how many days has it been at this point? Several, like
0: three. Okay. Three days. You travel three days north and the temperate and sort of muggy grasslands Mm -hmm. eventually transition into colder and colder and colder as you get farther and farther Mm -hmm. north. You awake with a light layer of frost maybe covering Mm -hmm. you. Mm Mm-hmm. After you get a, a certain way and you continue traveling several more days. If you and Carhoon want to talk about anything, feel free to mention that. But otherwise, you're just walking. I mean, we don't really in. have any
1: new information or, yeah. or anything like that. So, yeah. so you, does you, Foolmuse reach out or anything? Yeah. Or?
0: You can talk to her if you want, but she's chill. Yeah. She's Unless kinda, she
1: reaches out. I feel like at this point, Octavia is going to really have Grassus's warning in the front of her mind. So. Yeah.
0: So you continue moving north and it gets colder and frost comes and eventually uh, the grasslands turn into a bit of a more tundra-esque mm-hmm. with things are frozen. It begins crunching under your feet and slowly the grass gives way to light dustings of snow over uh, over the ground and eventually that turns into a thin layer and then a
2: Thicker layer than a slightly
0: thicker layer. And after several more days of trekking, you find yourself in a bit of a, a winter wonderland. It's cold, but okay. you have some clothing right. that allows you to, you know, not be completely freezing. But you know that going too far uh, will get even more frigid, and that would spell not good things for you. So you you know... What you're looking for, but uh, as you guys are trudging through this snow-covered landscape, Karun says, "So how are we supposed to find these, these you know folks?"
1: I don't really know. I was, I was maybe hoping that as we traveled north, we would, I don't know, see some sort of indication of of civilization or or, or something maybe some sort of you know road that's been cut through the ice um, that's been traveled over before so now that we're starting to be in in the more you know actual tundra i was wanting to keep a greater eye out for them so basically so
0: we have not the plan is no plan
1: basically the plan is no plan at cool this point.
0: that sounds good let's try not to freeze to death yeah all right, alright, alright, alright. All right.
1: So I mean basically I feel like, you know, Octavia's not a ranger or anything, um, but if they could make some sort of survival check to try to see footprints or see any sort of not road, but like path that's been cut through the you know, the frost in the blades of grass or something along those lines. That would be like It's snow a- now. No. It's snow now.
0: It's snow now. Okay.
1: Well, she would have started taking a look at it when they first started getting to the point where there was, like, continual frost on the ground.
0: You can roll that, then. Okay.
1: All right. Octavia rolls a... Ooh, seven natural 17 for a 20. And Carhoon is going to keep an eye out as well. So he rolls a... Natural 19 for a 19.
0: You see no traces of roads or footsteps except for your own. Okay. But sometime into trudging north through the snow, which is maybe getting deeper and deeper as you go further and further north, uh, you do feel at one point you feel a slight vibration coming from beneath your feet.
2: Oh. Uh,
0: some sort of seismic rumble almost. Okay. But it's almost in a rhythmic pattern. So it's not just like a it's like a or something like that.
1: Like a concert like if you are <laughs> yeah. There's a Skrillex concert going on underneath the ground. <laughs> <laughs> This is what I have to deal with, listeners. Um, (laughs) Can we do an investigation check to try to find the source of this pulsating?
0: How would you do that?
1: Well, I would imagine, you know, stepping to the left, stepping to the right, being like, is it stronger? You know, if I go in this direction, is it stronger if I go in that direction? That kind of thing.
0: That would be incredibly hard for you to oh, tell.
1: Okay, can I do a nature check to see if this is seems like a natural type of pulsing? Sure. Okay. So Octavia is going to do a nature check, which she's not particularly adept at, surprisingly.
2: You're the worst Druid ever.
1: Fred, thirteen.
0: Thirteen. Uh, it doesn't seem natural.
1: Okay. And how long have we been feeling this rumbling?
0: It doesn't last long. Maybe thirty seconds,
1: and then it's just done. Then it's done. Okay. Can I do a perception check in the area? For what? Do you have to be specifically looking for something? For a what perception? are you looking for? Well, um, basically like a abnormal type of rock opening that could be hiding an entrance or or something that sticks out as something natural ish that is disguising like an opening. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Octavia rolls a 24.
0: You don't see anything. Okay.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm, in my mind, I'm imagining right now that old live-action Peter Pan where there is Captain Hook and all of his retinue, and Captain Hook sits on that mushroom that's really hot, and he pulls the mushroom up, and it's the smokestack to the Lost Boys hideout underground. That is just running through my brain right now.
0: I don't know what you're referring to, but, I mean, I know the scene because I played Smee in. <laughs> The production at Peter Pan. It was part of that scene, but I do not know what you're referring to. And
1: they're also playing musical instruments in this version. And it's go- and they're like. It's like this little tune that they're playing with this like big upright bass.
0: A crocodile comes out of nowhere and attacks you.
1: <laughs> I'm like, hey, friend. Um, Okay. since we can't see anything right off the bat, I think we'll keep going north. But once it gets to the point where we wouldn't be able to survive like a night, like Mm -hmm. we're going to stop way before it would get to the point where like we would not be able to survive overnight outside in the way that we're equipped.
0: You walk about another day, but you're basically at that point. It's cold and you're about at the limits of what equipment you have on you. Okay. Um, as you travel throughout the day, you do feel that same sort of vibration interspersed every every now and then. It's not at regular intervals, but
1: does it feel any stronger or weaker than the first time we felt it?
0: It's extraordinarily hard to tell.
1: Okay. It doesn't feel any different from that first time.
0: The patterns are different.
1: Okay. So Octavia is going to just stand there and we're in this barren wasteland, this frigid tundra, and she's going to basically shout out and be like, Hello? Uh, we are... Uh, I don't know if anyone can hear us, but we are uh, friends of the the Quinen, and, and and we desire just simply to trade and we mean... We mean your your family, your your tribe, no harm. And I'm Octavia, by the way.
0: You hear no response.
1: Okay, thought to give it a shot.
0: Karun's like, who are you talking to?
1: Oh, can't you see them? They're over there, right?
0: That's not funny.
2: <laughs> and she laughs. laughs.
0: He does not. It's like I'm cold. Okay.
1: I, I mean, I just figured if they're in this area, maybe they can see us and we can't see them type of situation, kind of like with dandelions. so I thought, you know, there'd be no harm and there's no one else here to hear us yelling, yeah, well, so might as well try something. That's true. Um, I think that we're gonna have to do another... I mean, I, I don't really know exactly how to find them. They seem to be the type of people that won't really be found unless they want to be found. If they live underground. Do you would we remember anything from what Owlbear had told us about? I mean, because they're nomadic, right? So it's like, there's not like one specific area that we could go to.
0: They're semi-nomadic, but they live underground, and underground is difficult to make, so there's probably some sort of central location that certain tribes might live in. Um, They live in the north, they're they, yeah, they live underground. That's about all you know.
1: Are there any hummocks or any sort of, you know, terrain that would make it easy to hide an entrance to underground nearby? Because, I mean, I feel like it would. it's easier to, you know, hide a cave opening on the side of a hill as opposed to, you know, just like a cellar door that's like flush with the ground type of thing.
0: There, I mean, it's mostly just... Maybe some slow rolling hills covered in snow, but not too much in terms of landmarks.
2: Okay. Yikes. Ooh, what you gonna do? What do, I do, I do, 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 do.
1: So Octavia is going to uh, lean down and kind of try to move the snow away from the ground. How deep is it at this point? Mid calf. Oh, okay, never mind. She's just going to sit in the ground. And she is going to close her eyes, and she is going to cast Conjure Animals. Okay. And she is going to summon eight badgers.
0: Okay.
2: And... <laughs> um, A bunch and of
0: badgers appear, she is, and going- they start shivering.
1: <laughs> oh, poor babies. And she is going to tell them, go out in each direction and and listen close to the ground and and burrow if you have to but if you hear anything and or if you sense anything come back here and let me know
0: okay you just disperse a herd of badgers to the winds
1: yeah so
0: how long do these badgers last
1: they remain for an hour okay if so I maintain concentration. Okay. So we're going to stay there for an hour, send those badgers out, and basically, you know, since they can, since badgers are, you know, kind of subterranean right. and have, can burrow and all that kind of stuff trying to keep an ear out, you know, can they, do they hear something? Do they hear reverberations within <laughs> the earth type of thing?
0: Badger, 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 badger. Mushroom. <laughs> not
2: thought about that in a long time. It's
0: been a while. <laughs> uh, Yeah. You send a swarm of badgers scurrying in every, that's what badgers sound like clearly, in every possible direction. Mm-hmm. Well, eight possible directions. Right. And they travel out about a half hour's worth of time. I don't know how fast badgers are, but, you know, they probably go fast. Can you walk in a half an hour?
1: Speed is 20 feet. So, you know
0: a little ways, but they scurry out, and then after an hour, some of them start scurrying back in. So, after this hour passes, these eight badgers reconvene on you, uh, but they are badgers. Can you communicate with these badgers?
1: So, after knowing the length of time that those badgers would be corporeal, after about, knowing that they lasted for about an hour, after 50 minutes had passed... Octavia would have sat down and started to cast Speak with Animals as a ritual.
0: Okay. Uh, So the hour passes and you finish your ritual as these badgers begin reconvening. And they all come up chattering. Oh, gosh. Now I have to figure out how to talk (laughs) as eight badgers.
1: I'll be like, hey, guys, how's how's it going? You find anything for me?
0: What do badgers sound like? Um... Do you have to figure out what they're going to say?
2: <laughs> and then I have to figure out what they're going to say. Badgers. Hey. What the? <laughs> That's what a badger sounds like, right?
1: All right. Yeah. Why not?
2: Hey. <laughs> Mother. Kind of, I guess. Creator. 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 Something. I feel like my life forces are slipping away. <laughs> Why does it feel so cold?
1: Because you're in the tundra, my love. Oh, I guess that makes sense, too. Did you find anything? Did you hear
2: anything? Tom! Um... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you stupid badgers. Sorry. <laughs> stupid
0: Badgers? 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 We don't need no stinking badgers. What did you send them to look for?
1: So thinking about the vibrations that we kept hearing slash feeling, I specifically wanted to send them out to see if they, you know, if they felt un- anything, basically anything unusual. Like, they felt an epicenter of those vibrations. If they felt the ground getting warm. If they sensed, you know, because they have keen smell, you know, they're, they're hunters. If they smelled... Any other humans or, or or not humans, but you know, humanoids. Really, basically, if they noticed anything that was out of place in this frozen tundra, kind of whatever that would manifest itself as.
0: Uh, one of the badgers, some of them just come back and be like,
2: "It's really cold out there. Please don't send us back."
0: Oh. <laughs> um, one of them comes back and says,
2: "Mother Creator." Uh. <laughs> Like I feel like God <laughs> <laughs> You put this voice up on phone.
0: You summoned eight badgers
2: They didn't have to sound like that though
0: What's a badger supposed to sound like? I
2: don't know dog that's why you're the DM. Uh, <laughs> hey, I gotta get myself into it. Sorry, what was that? I gotta get myself into it. Um, I, I saw, hey, uh, forget these other safari guys. Uh, I saw the big, big old furry things up in that direction.
0: <laughs> he points to the sort of northwest a big giant furry badger's things.
2: Oh, um, there I don't know what. The, I'm, my, my knowledge is limited to this past hour, so I don't know a lot. <laughs> 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 oh, jeez. Um, but go, creatures, giant fuzzy badges with long noses, and then some other giant furry badges without long noses that were pushing the long nose fur badges along their way. Were coming
1: from there. Were you did so well. You did so well, my friend. I do good. You did so good. I you do good. Know. All of you have done so so are well. I'm proud.
2: I'm proud of I'm me.
1: So, I'm so proud of you, Jimmy. You
0: are so good. That's all I want. And then they all cease to exist.
2: No! <laughs> no! I was going to give them all pets and tell them all how they did such a good job. Uh, they, they
0: wink out of existence.
2: Oh, Jimmy, go.
0: The right, just been watching you but like. <laughs> and the band was like. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving you some weird side-eye right now.
1: Oh, poor Carcoon. He is so long-suffering. Octavia is weird.
0: just kind of weird. Anyway, this badger related that information to Okay, you. perfect.
1: So, <laughs> big furry badger with long noses, mm-hmm. and then other big furry badgers who are leading the big furry badgers with long noses, basically. Okay. So Octavia is going to stand up. She is going to, you know, dust the snow off of her, and she's going to tell Carhoon. So Jimmy, the the one that I was talking to the most, they said that they saw some sort of creatures up to the northwest. Um, they talked about big badgers with long noses, um, and then some other big badgers leading the badgers with long noses. Um, it seemed like it was it was somebody... It seemed, you know, putting it into our common parlance, maybe it was a herd of something that was being herded along, maybe by some humanoids, and then, as you saw, they blinked out of existence before I was able to ask Jimmy any more questions.
0: Yeah, that was... It's kind of... I don't know how to parse that.
1: I mean, it's at least the lead. Yeah. None of the other ones found yep. anything, yep. so... just. So let's yep. let's okay. head to the northwest, and, and there's at least something that's out of the ordinary. Okay,
0: sounds like a plan. Perfect. You guys set your sights for the northwest, mm-hmm. where little Jimmy Badger <laughs> pointed you in that direction, and so you guys start trekking uh, through the thick layer of snow, crunching underneath your feet. And it's really not that far because badgers can't travel incredibly far right. in a half an hour. Uh, but eventually you, you go and you sight upon a set of tracks. Okay. Large tracks. You see two distinct types of footprints. Okay. One seems to be large, little, like, plotting. Mm hmm. Foots. I'm really
1: hoping these are rolling mammoths, BT-dubs.
0: And one of them is slightly smaller, but still very big.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
0: And they're just heading off in a, in a direction, still generally northerly, but uh, just sort of meandering along.
1: Can I do a... Can Octavia and or Carhoon do a survival check to try to identify these tracks? Do a nature. Oh, nature. Okay. Octavia rolls a natural 20. Hey,
0: okay. One of them... Is is definitely mammoth tracks. Yes. Uh, you would know that, and the other one you have less of an idea about, but they are hoofs. Oh, okay. Large hooves. That seems like a fair amount. Okay. Woolly mammoths and some sort of large hoofed creature.
1: Okay, I'll communicate this to Carhoon. Would I know of any type of like? steed that the yappy Kuenin would potentially use or you have, have very
0: little information about them
1: would I know any other sort of of hoofed creature that would live in this northern tundra besides like holy mammothy type of creatures no okay well I'll communicate that to Carhoon um it, it seems like potentially I was right these, these definitely seem like uh, mammoth tracks and then these other these are these are other sort of hooves, so these can't be the Yappie Quin in themselves, but maybe they were riding something to like cowboys, you know, riding riding something to What
0: is a cowboy?
1: It's it's kind of like a centaur, except it's Is it like a minotaur? A, it's a bovine version of it. No but smaller. No, it's, it's like a
0: child minotaur.
1: It's usually with human on top but then but then bovine on bottom. Cowboy, oh exactly. Yes. Mm, usually they're usually quasi superheroes. That's why the you know cowboy type of thing, like Supergirl, oh. etc. Oh. So. Huh. So let's let's follow these and see where they lead.
0: Okay. You guys follow the tracks.
1: Yes,
2: sir.
0: After not. Incredibly long. Uh, there's wind whipping about and little snowflakes in the mm-hmm. air, so you can't see super far. But after a while, because you know this badger came back to you, not maybe like an hour ago, right? After half hour, an hour of following these tracks, you see some shapes moving up in in the distance ahead of you, um, which you would guess to be the provider of these tracks. I will let you decide how you wish to okay. approach.
1: Um. While we're still farish away, can I do a perception check on the smaller creatures to try sure. to figure out what they are? Yeah. Okay, so Octavia rolls a ten, and Carhoon rolls a six.
0: <laughs> from where you are, from this distance, through the snow, you can't see.
1: Okay. And so they just kind of look like blobs? Yep. Okay. From our discussions with Owlbear, do we know if the Yappie are inherently, like, suspicious of other people? Will they just like automatically be hostile to us?
0: You know, they're not openly hostile, but they're not incredibly welcoming to outsiders.
1: Octavia and Carhoun are just going to... Approach until they get within probably forty or so feet, um, mm-hmm. and then do we know what language they speak?
0: You're not sure.
1: Okay, but we're going to get within close enough so that they can see us, mm-hmm. um, but not so close that they feel like you know, oh, they turn around and like we're right in their grills type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to get to that get to that point, and then. Octavia is going to have Carhoon who speaks dwarvish, and and maybe if they don't speak common that'll be a common root um, for what language is their, you know, like mother tongue type of thing. He's going to shout out something along the lines of Hello Apologies for our intrusion on on your land. We are in need We want to trade. We are in need of some cold-weather clothes and have been told that you are the best equipped to aid us.
0: Okay. You guys creep up behind... Well, not creep. You walk up behind them. Approach. Want to do it
1: very, like, Mm non-threatening. Don't want to try to creep to make it seem like we're sneaking up on them or anything.
0: Do the creep. (sighs) Uh, You walk up behind them. Get within that certain range and Carhoon shouts out in Dwarven this message um, and the shapes stop and some of them begin to turn around and at this point you can make out that there is a small herd maybe you know four to six large woolly mammoths
1: <laughs> oh, that's so awesome has Octavia ever seen these before
0: probably not yes. few few people probably have that's
1: crazy um,
0: Mully mammoths, brown fur, long trunks and big old tusks awesome. that are just sort of plodding along mm-hmm. under the the guidance of about three well, yeah. Three what you assume to be Yappy Quinen who you can now see are humanoid figures Mm -hmm. that look akin to dwarves in big fluffy coats Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. cold weather gear riding on top of large beasts of burden which are best described as large white furred buffalo sort of things.
2: What? Oh that's
0: awesome! So take a buffalo and maybe like double it in size. (gasps) That and big? make it white.
1: Yeah. Oh my
2: gosh!
0: Basically, think of Tusken Raiders from Star Wars on their big old beasties. Yes. Which, uh, oh my banthas! Oh yeah. my gosh! I was like, I am a, I like Star Wars, and I should know what these things are called. They escaped me. Banthas. Think of like Tusken Raiders on banthas, Perfect. but dwarves on top of giant white buffalo. This is awesome. And they turn around and they okay. wheel their. Steeds around, yeah. and they're all holding long spears. Okay, and uh, one of them goes up to stop the herd of mammoths and sort of reel them in so they don't keep plowing right, along. Right, right. And the other two uh, sort of trundle <laughs> 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 oh <my> God, <laughs> over towards you, and they're both standing in front of you and they lower their spears pointed yeah. right at you, at the two of you. And you can't really see their faces. They're all wrapped right, up in big yeah. old scarves and fluffy hoods and, and some parkas. Sort of
1: goggly type of things, too, even. Yeah.
0: And they're pointing down at, at you. One of them says, in a dialect of Dwarven, okay. that's still similar enough, but it's different. Mm-hmm. But the root language is Dwarven. Says to Carhoon, because apparently you cannot.
1: I cannot, sp- you cannot Octavia speak to her. She is a dum dum. She does have an intelligence of eight.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you're about as smart as the average bear. <laughs>
2: is that honey? I want some.
0: <laughs> points, points their spear at you and they say, Who are you? What do you have to offer?
1: I'm assuming Carhoun will translate sure. that to Octavia. Um, Octavia will ask in common. Do you speak this tongue? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> uh, my my name is Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, and and this is my comrade uh, Carhoun Usirius. We're hoping to trade. We have some some crops that we're hoping potentially you can grow very well in your, in your place of abode. We were, were told about your existence by uh, some people on the other side of the mountains, and we don't want to impose on you. We, we wish you no harm. Simply, we're we are, we are trying to find something here in the tundras, and, and she kind of like, you know, touches her clothes and is like, we're, we're not equipped to stay here long term.
0: The two have a conversation in, uh, this language Mm -hmm. that Carhun can maybe, could maybe try to translate, but it's very fast and it's in a dialect that you're Mm -hmm. not entirely familiar with. And then the one who was speaking turns to you and says, turn over your weapons, come with us. We can see if we can work something out.
1: Wonderful. Thank you. What's your name, by the way?
0: I cannot think of any, like, Nordic names.
1: Leaf Aaron?
0: Leaf, thank you. Leaf. <laughs> I am called Leaf.
1: Good to have met you and, and thank you. And Octavia will, you know, hand over her her uh her staff. Mm-hmm. I mean she just has a staff. Yep. Like will they would they want that, yep. I'm assuming? Okay. And then she'll kind of like gesture towards Carhoon and indicate that he should do the same and he will.
0: He slides off his weapons and hands them over. As one of them dismounts, grabs them all, and then climbs back on top. Perfect. And they say, "You can follow us."
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: He turns around and starts plodding away. Uh, the other two, the one with the weapons, is going to plod away. The other two continue. Um, they say, "Follow him." Okay. And continue plodding along with their herd of mammoths.
1: So we follow. You so follow. So we're the not one. following with the herd. Correct. Okay.
0: One of them breaks off and sort of has a few words with the other two, but then they break off and start heading away.
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: Uh, you follow them, the giant snowy buffalo.
1: How? I mean, yeah. How? Like, if it's twice the size of a ba- of a buffalo, with an uh... it's very big. Yeah, like so. I think like twelve feet tall. I feel like at that point, probably like
0: they're very tall. It's
1: buffalo are buffalo are big. Yeah,
0: it's a very it's a very big snowy white buffalo
1: awesome Octavia's like really resisting the urge to like be like hi to the buffalo because she's like oh look at
0: this big baby you can't speak with animals anymore I know uh, she's it, like, Jerry yeah it keeps it's, no, it's not Jerry it keeps <laughs> plodding along and you guys follow it and uh, the further and further into the tundras and okay. the chill begins to break through what clothes mm. you have to the point where you're like man if we just got left here we'd probably freeze to death <laughs> Yeah. So after, it it takes a while, after an hour or so of okay. trudging through the, the wintry depths, this creature comes and pulls to a halt and raises its spear, and the two of you stop behind it. Okay. The rider moves the reins in such a way, and the buffalo uh, takes one of its foot and stomps in a certain pattern on the ground.
1: That was so cool.
0: And at that...
1: Is that the same kind of thing that we had felt before?
0: Similar, but not strong enough. Okay. Uh, At the pounding of the beast's feet on the ground, a platform on the ground begins to shift backward opening oh. up into a tunnel that leads down into the ground and it slides across mm-hmm. so it's and covered like in snow.
1: snow like starts falling in type yeah, of thing
0: camouflage you wouldn't really yeah. be able to tell otherwise it yeah. slides open into a large passageway that leads down beneath the snowy surface at a narrow uh, not steep enough gradient that this beast, or you would mm-hmm. have too much problems, okay. and it's wide enough for probably a few of these beasts to comfortably move would through it be big at enough a time.
1: For the, for the uh, woolly mammoth to fit through?
2: Probably
0: okay. yeah. It's It's quite big. Oh, slides cool. to the side, and the rider and his snow, snow giant snowy white buffalo begin tromping down okay indicating for you to fall okay. and as you pass through the entrance and the surface begins to slide back overhead you see some more uh humanoid figures wandering around about the size of these dwarves, all with similar you know holding large spears mm-hmm. in these wintry coats is Until
1: it dark in here. Is it dark in this tunnel or? Uh,
0: it's darker than outside. But as your eyes adjust, you see that it is lit with little uh, white glowy sort okay. of ice lamps that oh, cool. are embedded into the walls. Okay. You walk down this tunnel for a while, and you can see it sort of cuts through the snowy uh, earth, and then gets mm-hmm. into an actual sort of like rocky cave-like mm-hmm. structure. Mm-hmm. And they lead you in, and it levels off into a large, wide chamber, which you would assume to be a sort of stable, because you see many more of these snowy buffaloes uh, hitched at various posts, and some are being tended to, some are being brushed, some Mm -hmm, are being mm -hmm. fed, and the uh, person who has been leading you begins to veer off towards another one of these empty stations, and the rider dismounts and Begins approaches someone else and begins conversing with yeah. them and okay. they share a few words and then someone else comes up to you and says we hear you are here to trade with the Yapi quinnin that's right follow me we will do uh, your weapons are kept out there okay still so uh, like in the, that with stable the area mm-hmm. okay but this the one
1: Octavia will be like thank you and like wave to leaf type of thing
0: mm-hmm the others who are sort of tending to the beasts are, you can see them sort of looking over with yeah. curious glances at the two of you. Uh, but you're led out of this large, stable, kind of think, echo base from Empire Strikes Back. The Hoth ice planet. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, at the yeah. very beginning. The snowy, the snowy planet. I just forgot what it was called, sorry. It's called So you're led out of this large stable with probably a dozen or so of Mm -hmm. these giant snowy white buffaloes and various uh, ice dwarves wandering to and fro. Led out into a smaller tunnel that uh, you can tell is just part of a much bigger complex. You can see tunnels branching off from either direction.
1: Okay. Do these tunnels look like uh, humanoid made or natural? Okay.
0: Most of them are carved. There might be a few that are sort of intersecting naturally occurring caves, but most of them are carved and they okay. lead you through this maze of tunnels winding uh, at a slight gradient downward, but oh, okay. not too much.
1: Is it gotten a lot warmer, I imagine? Depending on how far down we are. Um, It's
0: not as bitter cold. It's still chilly, but yeah, it's a it's constant temperature that's Livable. <laughs> You're led down through this maze of tunnels branching off to either side. You see dwarves passing you on either side as you follow your leader, who eventually brings you into a chamber that is guarded by some large metal doors. He knocks on them, clunk, 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 mm-hmm. and after a moment they swing open, and you are led into a chamber that. It's humble, okay. but well-wrought. There are two other guards dressed in fine white armor. And at this point, mm. you can tell that some of the, the weapons they're holding and some of the armor is sort of made from a translucent white metal. That doesn't look like any metal Ooh. you're necessarily familiar with oh at this current juncture. Okay. and. In front of you at the end of the room is a small pedestal and two chairs where you can see a male and a female of these ice dwarfs sitting side by side. And the the dwarf who's leading you walks up and has a few words in this dwarven dialect. Mm -hmm. And then uh, wanders off to the side and sort of just stands there. The two on the pedestal motion for you to step forward. Okay. The male of them says, welcome to... Our home, it has been some time since we have had a visitor up in these reaches. I am Chief Svani, and the female says, and I am Chief Fretla. Our scouts say that you are interested in trading with us, which is an interesting proposition because we have not had, as Svani has said, we have not had visitors to these parts in many, many years what have you come to seek?
1: thank you both so much for meeting with us. We have come to seek specifically garb that would protect us in these in these cold reaches um, we are we are on a mission to find an object of power in these in these frozen tundras and we are we are from the south and we are we are not equipped to 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 live and to be able to survive where it is so cold, and because this is your home, we thought that you would have something that would potentially help us be able to survive here.
0: Ah, uh, Svani speaks. Why have you come this far north? Few except us travel to these parts.
1: Do you know of the current conflict that is ...covering the continent to the south.
0: We do not concern ourselves with the matters of the Southerners... ...as they do not concern themselves with us.
1: Well, um... I'm from the south, that's... That's where I find my home, and... I'm trying to protect my home, and... And something that would help me... ...protect my home, and then Carhoon's home as well, and she'll like gesture to Carhoon... We believe that there is something here in the north that would help us to bring peace to the south. Because if the south falls, surely the north would also find itself in conflict. And that's why we've come here so far north.
0: We have survived through conflicts from the south before. No one really wants anything to do with us. These lands, as you can see, are relatively unforgiving. Why should we concern ourselves with these matters?
1: Well, you don't necessarily need to. We've come to just simply to trade, and we're, we're hoping that we have something that would uh, you would find valuable and useful, and then mm-hmm. in return, potentially you have something that we would find valuable and useful. We're not, of course, not asking you to... you. Know, come to arms or anything like that at this point um, simply simply on a trading <laughs> diplomatic quest.
0: Well, if it is trade that you wish, I'm sure we may be able to work something out.
1: Wonderful, thank you.
0: Well, let's see what we have and what you have oh to offer. And as he says that, we'll pick up there next
1: time. I want to know if my truffles are enough. Man.
0: So, why don't you take us out?
1: All righty. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app, A great way for us to grow and be able to reach more people with our story and with our game is for you to share us with your friends. So please tell your friends about us, um, people who maybe listen to podcasts or even maybe people who don't, who you think would be interested in the story that we're creating together. Um, Great thanks to everyone who has reached out to us um, on social media and who have given us reviews. Your kind words really put wind under our sails and just make us feel like we can keep on keeping on if you would like to get in touch with us we are active on social media we are on twitter and instagram and you can find us at our handle at and a die podcast we always try to respond to